0: Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports.
1: One pitch, fastball pulled and passed, Alvarez in the corner. Get up, get get
0: out of here, get up! Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at
1: cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Well,
0: fantasy becomes real.
1: Now, here's Adam, Scott, Keith, and Chris. All right, it's winning time. If you're still listening, on September 17th, you're obviously either a huge super fan of the show, which is great, or you're competing for a fantasy semifinal or championship, and we are here to help. I am Adam Azer with Scott White. Scott, on a scale of 1 to 10 on the Weekend-o-meter, how was your weekend?
0: Ooh, I would give my weekends about a 5. Pretty average. That's it, What about huh? you, Adam? What about
1: you? Friday was a 10. Oh, boy. Saturday was an 8.
0: Breaking it down day by day.
1: Sunday was like a 2. So... you were working? Yeah, so that gives me like an average of a little under 7 for the weekend, which is... Okay. Yeah. It was a good weekend. It was a busy, Sunday, weekend. busy Sunday. High quality H2O. Yeah, <laughs> high quality H2O. Scott, give me one high quality hitter to add.
0: High quality hitter And he's becoming higher and higher quality By the day it seems Because hardly a day goes by Where he doesn't steal a base And that is Adalberto Mondesi Who Is getting to be really exciting now uh, I was Wondering why With all the stolen bases He's be- been getting His weekly point total uh, Had been Not so great until Basically September. And it's because I realized that he was, he wasn't starting every day for a long stretch of the season. He was starting like two of three, maybe every other day, but he started 13 straight games for the Royals. So they're finally all in and five stolen bases in his past six games. It's, if you project his numbers out to 162 games, it's like a 70 steal pace and with power too, with power yeah, too. He's got he's,
1: two home runs last week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Second base is shortstop
0: eligible, good matchups this week. No, pretty good matchups. Seven games anyway. I think uh I think he's it, it, regardless of whether you need steals or not, I think he's somebody worth adding and starting, which I mean they're only worth adding at this point if they're worth starting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Adalberto Alberto Mondesi is one of three second base eligible players that really jump out as players to add, and we've talked about two of them a lot. The other one being Jonathan VR um, but the third is Jeff McNeil. He's 35% owned. He's less exciting, but uh, in points leagues, he's pretty reliable. Doesn't strike out much, batting three twenty eight with three home runs, 17 strikeouts, and 51 games. And over the last 28 days, if you look at those three second basemen, they're all second-base eligible. A um, couple of them have shortstop eligibility, I think. Mondesi and VR are top three second basemen over the last 28 days. And McNeil is fifth in points, ninth in Roto. So, obviously, people need more than just middle infielders, but those are some guys that you can keep an eye on right now.
0: I I, I could add a fourth to that list, somebody I like even more than McNeil this week. Oh, hit me. And that's Brandon Lau, yeah. who began his career o for 19 which is kind of reminiscent of Alex Bregman beginning at o for 18 a couple years ago. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Since that o for 19 start, though, Lau is... Batting 314 with five homers and a 1065 OPS, getting on base at a 422 clip, similar to what he was doing in the minors. High OBP, broke through as a power hitter this year, and the Rays have the very best matchups of any team this week. I think Lau, somebody highly available, you could use him right away.
1: Lau is 10 percent owned. I think my only hesitation is he has one, two, three, four. He has not had a multi-hit game since September 2nd. He's got uh, seven hits in like his last 12 games or something like that. Um, so, but he is walking a little bit. He's got four walks in that stretch as well. it has got a little bit cold. However, Lau's got some pop. He did hit two home runs. Uh, and I hit one home run last week. So, you know, he, first two games of September, Scott, Brandon Lau had five hits and two home runs. He mm-hmm. has cooled off since then. He's batting 246 since then.
0: But since he is batting, it's a low batting average since then, but he does have an 887 OPS.
1: Alright. Yeah, alright, so there's some middle infielders. I, Hunter Renfro is hitting well enough, Scott, I think, to uh, warrant a look, and he's 45% owned, something like that, Hunter Renfro. Yep.
0: Every, every one of these players we've mentioned so far, Mondesi, uh, VR, Lau, Renfro now, because they're facing four lefties, the Padres are. They're all of my top ten sleeper hitters. And Scott Shebler?
1: Is Shebler in your top ten sleeper hitters? Shebbler
0: is too, yep.
1: Yeah, Scott we talked Shebbler. about him. He's got good matchups this week. Uh All right, so there you go. There's some, some guys to add. And I still like Michael Conforto if he is available. How about a starting pitcher to add, Scott White?
0: Oh, you want me to do a starting pitcher? Well, got to focus on the two start guys for this upcoming week. And I'll give you three. There's really three that you need to key in on. My favorite of them is Joe Musgrove. There's also Brad Keller, who has lower ceiling but two really good matchups and the second-best ground ball pitcher in the majors this year. Obviously, he's been working for him lately. And then the third is Tyler Glass now, who's kind of the boomer bust pick of the three. But he's really only had one bad start with the Rays, one really bad start. So... I feel pretty good about using him.
1: Musgrove, Keller, Glass. Now, who's the best ground ball pitcher in baseball?
0: Uh, well, I haven't been mentioning it because it doesn't really speak well to Clay, uh, to uh, to Brad Keller, but it's Clayton Richard.
1: Uh, <laughs> third bet, third best is Dallas Keuchel. Oh, so Keller's the best pitcher of the three now? Uh, not, not quite. But Keuchel, it hasn't really helped that much for Keuchel.
0: Well, he's had a- Keuchel's been good this year. I mean, yeah. it hasn't been. As good as we like Dallas Keichel to be, but he's been a good pitcher. I mean,
1: I think that certainly
0: if you're that off the waiver wire, you're pretty yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I think that, uh, I think that Lance McCullers may have had a higher ground ball rate than Keuchel when he was helping. Uh,
0: he may have, and I'm kind of, it's kind of, uh, I'm kind of manipulating the stat there too because I'm comparing Keller only to the qualifiers when he himself isn't a qualifier.
1: Ah. Classic Scott White, just classic Scott <laughs> White. All right, well, you need some one start streamers. We got your back, Musgrove, Keller, and Glass. Now, if you need two start guys, we talked about those those fellas on Friday. Um, quick programming note: so we are Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. We will have a Monday show next week, which will be similar to today's show, and then we will be on a one per week schedule. So uh, you're sort of on your own for the final week of the season, but we'll help you out at least setting your lineups on Monday. We have we have faith in you guys. And you can always feel free to tweet or email. I'm at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. Scott is at CBS Scott White. And we are at Baseball at CBSi.com. And I do answer a lot of emails that come in the inbox. It's probably the best way. If you just make sure in your subject line that you put something that's obviously Fantasy Baseball, it's probably the best way uh, for us to get back to you at this point. Now, if you email us this week, there's a good chance I'll read your question on the show. And also feel free to ask us questions about 2019 or beyond because we are going to have a show Every single week throughout the off season, give or take, maybe like Thanksgiving, Christmas, but we are going to be once a week until like January, then we'll be twice a week and then we'll ramp it up. Also, I am planning on missing the entire month of January when I finally take my paternity leave, but Scott, we worry about that then. Um, cross that bridge when we come to it. Exactly. One of my mom's favorite expressions. That's a good expression. Uh, email of the day from Drew in Chicago. Dear Steve and Bucky
0: that is the f- friendship that may be the most unconditional ever depicted on the screen she's captain america and his friend bucky dent bucky dent uh, is it his would be name? heartwarming if you know I, I felt like we had more reason to understand why it was so unconditional Wait. i'm not really sure i care about bucky it's one of my least favorite Scott, parts of that his name is not uh, bucky dent What? what, Oh, yeah, right. It's not Bucky (laughs) Dent. That's a base.
1: (laughs) Bucky. What is his name? Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes.
0: Bucky Barnes. I was making such a good point too. Yeah, yeah.
1: You killed it. Why do I care about Bucky?
0: I don't know. Captain America does. I never seen it.
1: I never seen it. Uh, well, Drew is in the finals in two of his head-to-head leagues. He's in competition for the top spot in his roto league, so he's expecting to make a decent amount of money this year. He, I owe a lot of my success to you all at, at the podcast, and I thought it would be a good idea to carry over an idea from the football podcast. Last football season, you guys identified some charities people could donate to if they wanted to give away some of their earning. What are some charities you guys are passionate about? And I told, I responded to Drew, And I said, you should donate to the American Red Cross, given, you know, what's going on right now in the Carolinas. And Drew said that was a great idea. So I want everybody to be inspired by Drew. You don't have to donate to the Red Cross, but that would be great. Donate to some charity if you want. If you got some extra money from your fantasy winnings, do it for us. And thank you very much, Drew. Great email. Email of the day. Now, Scott, one start streamers. Usually I have, like, five. But this is a special show. It's week twenty. Six or something. And 26. For you. And uh, we just want to know start or sit. And so I've identified one-start streamers, and this could be a long segment. This is basically replacing like the pitcher segment that we do at the end of the show. One-start streamers with good matchups, bad matchups, and sort of whatever matchups. So right from the top, I think my favorite guy is probably Luis Castillo, one-start at Miami this week.
0: Yeah, he should be your favorite guy with that matchup. What he did against the Cubs on Sunday, it was, it was a quality start. It continued a good run for him, except for the fact that it was only two strikeouts. He didn't, that changeup comes and goes. And lately it's been really good. He's been racking up the swinging strikes. Didn't in this start and he got away with it anyway. I still feel good about him, given the matchup.
1: So Luis Castillo is 73%. Oh, no, you might not be able to get him. Don't worry. We have plenty of options for you, including some deep league options that actually have good matchups. Um, Ross Stripling. Can we trust Ross Stripling? He has thrown 51 and 72 pitches in his last start, last two starts. He's got San Diego at home. So, I mean, if he throws 90 pitches against San Diego, I know he had a bad start at St. Louis on Sunday. I get that, but I still would feel fairly confident in Ross Stripling starter sit.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I wanted to see better Sunday. Only there's three earned runs and three in three and a third innings, but I think given the matchup and the way the pitches have been, the pitch count has been trending up. I think you're right. I think you need to start him.
1: Um. Okay. How about Joey Lucchese against San Francisco?
0: Uh, that would be more of a desperation play, I feel like. He's kinda tops out at six innings. And uh that's that's not giving him a lot of wiggle room to um you know, not giving him a lot of wiggle room.
1: I just cannot believe how bad the San Francisco Giants are. Um, hey,
0: I am in a league where during playoff time if you have a two start pitcher. You have to choose which start to count. I had Herman Marquez. I chose to start his Giants.
1: Ah, uh, how? Obviously. How did he not throw a complete game? How did he not, did he not <laughs> throw a perfect game?
0: Yeah, it backfired. It, not that it was it a terrible so start, but so that either. first start against, was it the Diamondbacks? It was so dominant.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, wow. <laughs> did you win? Yeah, I won anyway. Oh, all right. Good job. All right, so Castillo, Stripling, Lucchese. Remember, these are all pitchers with good matchups. Here's a guy who's been terrible lately. Last three starts, 11 earned runs on 21 hits and 10 and two-thirds. But CC Sabathia has the Orioles this weekend.
0: Yeah, I wanted to start him.
1: What about Lance Lynn against the Orioles?
0: I don't think so.
1: I mean, look, neither
0: is terrible if you're, if you're really hurting to fill a, your final starter, starter spot. I, I would definitely pursue someone starting the Orioles or the Royals or the Padres or the Tigers, one of those awful teams, but it, it, you know, I'm not, I'm probably not benching somebody already on my roster for them.
1: By the way, just I want to have fun with this. The Giants have scored more than three runs in a game one time the entire month. And it was at Coors Field. They scored eight <laughs> runs and lost. Uh, what else we got? So Lynn Sabathia. Okay, a little hesitant there. Matt Boyd, 52% owned. He will either face Minnesota or Kansas City this week. And Boyd is kind of tearing it up. He's got a three oh nine ERA since the All-Star break. He's had a lot of strikeouts lately. And a ton of fly balls, but he'll be in a good park this week. He'll be at home either against Minnesota or Kansas City. Matt Boyd, 52% own.
0: Yeah, I'm still not a big Boyd fan, but I have to admit, it's been, he, he's been pitching better, not just getting better results. He's actually been pitching better. The swinging strikes are up. Uh, he's been a very good control pitcher, like he typically is, but it's been even better during this good run. I think he's startable. I would start him over Sabathia or, or, uh, Lynn.
1: What about Boyd or Lucchese? I would start him over Lucchese too. Alrighty. Uh, one start streamers with bad matchups. Very disappointed in Shane Bieber's performance on Sunday. Five runs on nine mm. hits. He just continues to give up a ton of hits, uh, yeah. against the Tigers. And he's got Boston this week, so. Think we can get away from Bieber?
0: Oh, I think we can get away.
1: Alright. Uh, get away, get away. Ronaldo Lopez. Last four starts. He's got a strikeout per inning and a .67 uh-huh. ERA. Uh, he will have the Cubs though this week. Tough matchup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this was kind of, I wrote up the lead of waiver wire this morning, uh, kind of around, the idea of Lopez and a couple of other other big weekend perform, performers who normally, like if this was June, July, earlier than that, whatever, we'd get excited about it. We'd pick them up in the hope that there would be some eventual payoff. But since since there's no immediate payoff, since you, most likely you're not willing to trust them for one start against the Cubs. Um, is it against the Cubs or is yeah. it against the
1: Indians? Oh, I have the Cubs, but I'll double check for you. Okay. Um, yeah, probably not picking him up at all. All right. That's Ronaldo Lopez. Um, and honestly, it doesn't really matter if it's the Cubs or the Indians. Uh, I got him against the Cubs. Yeah. Get facing Lester. Uh, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey has uh, had 288 ERA and 43 strikeouts to seven walks in 40 and two thirds over his last seven starts. He's been great in that stretch. Matt Harvey had only one bad start it was against Milwaukee and guess what that's who he's lined up to face if they have a six man rotation I don't know what their deal is the Reds then he'll actually be at Miami and Matt Harvey would be a very interesting two star or uh, one start streamer but right now it looks like he is scheduled to be at Milwaukee uh on Wednesday.
0: so I'm not using him and it's probably a similar situation to uh Lopez where there's not going to come a point where I use him this year but there may be something to this. It's it's too early to say for sure, but particularly the last two starts, he had thirteen in this most recent one, twenty-one the time before that, which was obviously a major outlier. But both of these are are among his best swinging strike performances of the season. He's got a good number of strikeouts in each of them. Pitched well, obviously. Uh, his curveball was his best pitch in both of those starts, and that's a pitch he had hardly thrown either of the last two seasons, really since having this, the uh, thoracic outlet surgery. Uh, it's still not a pitch he's throwing a ton, but he's obviously getting a lot of whiffs with it. So that's that's an interesting development, especially given the way its usage had kind of gone down and now appears to be going back up.
1: And you could maybe take a look at Matt Harvey, not this week, but I mean, if we were at Miami, I'd be interested, but uh, the following week, it looks like he'll be lined up to face the Royals. At home, so well, maybe maybe you can't take Yeah, if he, if he
0: pitches well against the Cubs, it's something to Brewers, think about. Brewers, Brewers.
1: Um, Brewers, yeah. Marco Gonzalez, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. They're not going to overextend him. They're going to kind of limit his innings. Marco Gonzalez, he's 69% on. He's at Texas, which Scott has mentioned has been the uh, toughest park to pitch in this year. At Texas, uh, Marco Gonzalez. Let's avoid and Ivan Nova just had a good start against the Brewers on the road. Now he gets the Brewers at home. Ivan Nova has five quality starts in his last six starts. Starter sit Nova.
0: I bought into uh, Ivan Nova early in the early portion of last season, and I've resolved never to buy into him again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you know you're not getting strikeouts from him, so. Um, all right, so here are some pitchers with whatever matchups. Just kind of whatever, Mike Miner. He's been really good. Last 15 starts now for Miner. He's got a 3 ERA and 72 strikeouts in 87 innings. The strikeouts going up a little bit lately. Mike Mm Miner against Seattle. Any interest in Miner against Seattle?
0: You know, Seattle actually has the seventh worst offense in baseball. At least when I when I checked last night, I don't know if the Sunday stats were updated. But in terms of of runs without
1: Cano. But you're right. It's not a D. Gordon's been so bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miner's kind of like Matt Boyd in that I don't think the perf- I don't think the peripherals totally back up the performance, but they are getting better, and uh it, it it's to a point where they're good enough that I can at least consider using him. I think that's you know I'd start him over like Sabathia and Lynn and Luke Casey.
1: How about Nick Pavetta at Atlanta?
0: Just not, just not pitching deep enough.
1: No, I mean, he, he, he's, yeah, six straight non-quality starts. I mean, he was against Miami this week and he had five innings, three runs. So no on Nick Pavetta. Tyler Anderson will be either at the Dodgers or at Arizona this week.
0: Yeah, he's had some horrendous starts lately. I think you're better off avoiding him.
1: You are, but like, you are, but this is my point. Like Tyler Anderson just came off a six-inning, two-run, six-strikeout performance. Where at San Francisco because they're the worst. Um, James Shields just had a great start at Baltimore because they're also the worst. Uh <laughs> So that's why Sabathia and Lynn are are a little interesting. But yeah, I mean the thing, the names that jump out: Luis Castillo and Ross Stripling, and they're the most owned. Matt Boyd and Mike Miner this week, um, perhaps good bets. They're for fine. You. Yeah. They're fine. They are not not really up to SeatGeek caliber. Because SeatGeek is much more than just fine. SeatGeek is the best ticket app out there. In fact, looking at all the apps on my phone, SeatGeek's definitely one of my favorites. I love the SeatGeek app. I tell people about the SeatGeek app all the time because I want to save you money and I want to save you time. And if you want to save twenty bucks off your first purchase, you go to SeatGeek.com or you download the app. You search for an event, you get your tickets, and then you type in FANTASY. Our promo code is FANTASY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I really love hearing from all of our listeners. Hey, I... I went to this game on SeatGeek. I am going to this game thanks to SeatGeek. I got these amazing seats. It happens from spring training on to the rest of the season and even into the postseason. You guys are going to baseball games. Now you're going to football games. Sooner it will be basketball. It's concerts. It's comedy. It's theater. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. So do what I do and use the SeatGeek app. I have used it for so many different types of events. And even though I can no longer use that promo code fantasy, I still use SeatGeek because it saves me money. Because it's just that good. But you use the code fantasy and get fantasy, that is, and get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. And we have the tickets. Alright, Scotty boy. I got some deep league pitchers for you. They are owned in less than 30% of leagues and a lot of them have good matchups. So let's go. How about this one? Adam Wainwright. I said you deserve to lose if you start Adam Wainwright and he threw six <laughs> scoreless. Now he was bad in his first start of the week. But six scoreless innings with nine strikeouts against the Dodgers. And he does have a bit of a history recently in recent years of being a bad pitcher, but good at home. And guess who's coming to town? The San Francisco Giants against I can't do it.
0: No? I I mean, that curveball looked really good last night. But it's been so bad for years now. Years. I can't. After one good start, I can't do that. Too much on the line.
1: And um, what was I going to say? Uh Oh, yeah, Dave Roberts, Dodgers manager, said that the Dodgers are a fastball-hitting team. And Wainwright had a great curveball last night, so perhaps it was just the stars aligning. All right, uh Chris Stratton at San Diego. No. James Shields at Cleveland or Chicago this week?
0: Well, definitely not.
1: Wei Yin Chen and his 177 home ERA against Cincinnati at home.
0: Uh I'm going to take a pass on that one too.
1: How about Cody Reed? Cody Reed um not nah he stinks, but he had 10 strikeouts at the Cubs. <laughs> and he's at Miami this week, Cody Reed. I'm not sure he
0: stinks, but I'm not confident enough to use him.
1: All right, we got a couple more a few more here. Uh two more. Thomas Panone Actually, no, three more, sorry. Thomas Pannone of the Blue Jays, pretty good lately, and he's got the Rays this week. Nope. Francisco Liriano has the Royals this week.
0: Coming off a couple pretty good starts, but no.
1: And Ian Kennedy has Detroit this week.
0: No, I mean, look, if 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 these are the best pitchers you could find on the waiver wire, you're you're picking the right matchups. Well we're, we're in deep to, leagues. Right, yeah. But, my, my, um, yeah, I'd rather not. It, even in deep leagues, like a lot of times, if, if it's a deep categories league, you, in, in like, you're, you're struggling to fill a pitcher spot, rather than go with a pitcher who's very likely to crush you in ERAs, it's better to go with the middle reliever. Now, if it's a points league, a deep points league, maybe that's when you have to turn to this group.
1: Alright, uh, here's a new category called, Hey guys, thanks for losing me a fantasy league. And I want to sincerely thank these four pitchers for just being complete garbage on Sunday and losing me the podcast league and, um, my categories league, uh, which I thought I was ticketed for the finals in both of them. I am now without a baseball team, fantasy baseball team.
0: Oh, yeah. No wonder we're quitting after next Monday.
1: And my real baseball team also stinks lately. So, you know, um, Mike Fires. Thank you for your dreadful performance at Tampa Bay on Sunday. Jake Junis, thank you for giving up three home runs in 46 innings going into Sunday and giving up three home runs in three innings on Sunday and a dreadful start against the Twins. Kyle Gibson, thank you for giving up 11 hits and five runs in six and two-thirds at Kansas City on Sunday. And Lucas Giolito... Saving you for last. Thank you, Lucas Giolito, for giving up six runs, four earned, with only one strikeout at the Baltimore Orioles, who just won to secure the fact that they will not finish with the worst record in Major League Baseball history. So wonderful news there for Fires, for Junis, for Gibson and for Giolito. And the only one I regret maybe is Gibson, but it was Kansas City, it's just he had come come off two good starts at Houston and against the Yankees. And before that he was good. really bad.
0: Good, relatively speaking. He definitely hasn't been the same pitcher for like a month and a half now. Um, I will say Giolito, with what was supposed to be about as good a matchups as you'll ever find this week, a two-start week against the Orioles and the Royals, he pretty much assured with his performance in those two matchups that he will not be on somebody I'm targeting as a sleeper next season. Yeah. Really disappointing. Just really did. I think he had four strikeouts between those two starts.
1: Heath and I both lost in our two week semifinals matchup, so the, the podcaster, uh, the CBS guys are out of it. And I, I'll probably, let me give a shout out to the teams that are still in it right now, in the podcast league.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is like, not the For the People league, this is the 12 team points league. Yeah. The one that's been around the OG longer.
1: The OG of podcast leagues. We have the Shaw Schimpf Redemption. And Breakfast of Champions, who actually both lost in week 25, but since it was a two-week playoff, it ended up being pretty close uh, in the two matchups.
0: Will this be the third or fourth time that a listener's won the league? I'm not sure. Uh, it hasn't happened as often as I would have guessed when we were first starting it, to be honest. Jason. We've, we've represented well over the years.
1: yeah. You in particular, Jason. Um, I, I think I make the playoffs. I've, have we done the league for like eight or nine years?
0: I'm trying to pull up the history now. It's I've made been the playoffs. I think in all it, but one it, it year, it predated Al Melchior. So it's been it's been a long time. I feel
1: good about that. I'm always competitive, but I got to start winning this will more than f- it at once.
0: Fourth year that a listeners won. It'll be the third straight year the listeners won. So we are slacking.
1: Yeah, alright, so Jason owns Shawshank Redemption His last name is B-U-C-H I don't know how to pronounce that uh, And B-U-C-H. John Snedeker owns Breakfast of Champions So good luck to you guys Good luck to you guys, you jerks um, <laughs> Alright, I think we should finally get to some news Well, first of all, Scott, are you concerned about anybody resting this week?
0: Well, Cleveland's clinched, right? Yeah, um, Boston's gonna clinch I, Boston, this week. Boston. That's kind of surprising that Cleveland clinched before Boston. But yeah, I mean Boston's the one that's most concerning because there's no seeding to be figured out there. Like they're the one seed. There's Well, you know what? I think Cleveland's pretty definitively the third seed. Cleveland so, rested yeah, I'm a little concerned three, about both of them. Cleveland
1: rested Ramirez, Brantley, and Lindor yesterday. Um here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah like you can't just
0: sit a hitter for 2 weeks and expect him to be fine when the playoffs start. It doesn't work that way. They're going to they're they're probably going to play a lot of half games the the stars um but I still suspect they're going to be in the lineup more often than not. The studs like Ramirez, Lindor not sitting him.
1: Okay, so not a huge concern right now. There's going to be there's definitely going to be some resting going on for the Red Sox and the Indians. Uh, yep. The Astros are approaching that territory. They're four and a half games up on Oakland, but that's probably a uh, concern for next week. Now, yeah, little,
0: Very little drama when it comes to playoff positioning in the AL.
1: Right. No, the, It's really just a matter of who's hosting the wild card game. The Yankees are a game and a half up on Oakland. The NL, on the other hand, is really exciting. The Brewers are two and a half games back of the Cubs in the Central. The Dodgers are a half game behind the Rockies in the West. And the National League wild card is really fun. Uh, Milwaukee has it. The Dodgers have it. The, the Dodgers and Cardinals are actually tied. Uh, and then Arizona is four games back. Philadelphia is five games back. And the Nationals are six. All right. Anyway, Scott, uh, let's talk about news items about the only two teams that matter in baseball. And that would be the Red Sox and Yankees. Um, <laughs> here's a player that I think. Maybe I am a little worried about resting, but I don't see how you sit him, but this really stinks for Mookie Betts owners. Mookie Betts left with a side injury. They, everybody says he's fine. He's gonna play on Tuesday. He's fine. He's already been on the DL once with a side injury. They are one win away, and they're facing the Yankees on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're one win away from clinching the division. They've already clinched the playoffs. I, you gotta start bets, right?
0: I think so, but I I share your concerns. I feel like this is I I could totally see this becoming a situation where, oh, he's fine, he's fine. Well, let's just rest him all week just to be sure, you know. Yeah. And for me, I have him in a league where I'm playing for the championship game, and not just any league, the 24 team Dynasty League, oh, which is probably the one nearest baby. and dearest to my heart. Yeah. And I'm in the championship game, I think for the first time. I've certainly never won the championship before. Uh, I think this is the first time I've played for it. I'm, you know, pretty much always in the playoffs, but haven't gotten this far. So, uh, you know, it's 24 teams. My best alternative is probably like Avisel Garcia, maybe Jay Bruce. So clearly a major downgrade. Uh, if it's a shallower league and you have somebody better than that, it might be better to play it safe.
1: Might oh be. boy! Oh man! I uh, I hate it. I they know. say he's gonna play, but yeah, no, it's such such bad timing for bets. Uh Is Chris Sailworth starting?
0: Um, probably at this point, yes. He went three innings in his last start. Yeah, forty-two pitches. I mean, they they said he would increase it by an inning each time, so. If you if you if you follow that to the letter, he's going to pitch four innings next time, and that won't be enough for a win.
1: They've already lied about that, Scott because he went from one inning to three innings,
0: well, but he was supposed to go two in that first start, and he just didn't have an efficient enough inning um well somebody, if,
1: somebody's got a case of the sposters.
0: yeah if 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 you really need a win and aren't just looking for good ratios, then maybe you should sit sail.
1: And Gregory, oh wait, no, oh, I, I'm in the wrong section. I'm talking about teams, players on teams that don't matter. Uh Sticking with Red Sox and Yankees, Rick Porcello's workload is being managed to prepare him for the postseason. He has thrown oh. fewer than six innings in five straight starts. Porcello is at Cleveland this week, so you don't, yeah, don't I didn't realize the, the
0: workload was being managed, but I had noticed that because innings are the best thing he brings to the table.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh Eduardo um, Nunez is likely going to start on Tuesday, and that may affect. Devers, who wasn't really playing that much until Nunez got this little injury. Now the other team that matters, really the only team that matters, uh, Aaron Judge is off the DL, but he's not ready to hit. Gotta sit him, right? Cause he's getting closer, but there's no way you could start Aaron Judge.
0: Yeah, you don't start him yet. And I wanna, yeah. I wanna go back to, uh, the, the teams that have clenched or are about to clench Cleveland and Red Sox in particular. Cause we really only touched on the position players, which I think if, Unless you have four dollars that they're going to sit for an extended period, you have to start at least the best ones. Uh but pitchers, that's those are who I'm concerned about losing the most playing time. I think, you know, Sale's gonna go only four innings in all likelihood, but I think we'll see like three or four inning starts from a lot of these other guys. Maybe that's more next week when they're really trying to line up the rotation for the playoffs. But you already mentioned it's it's having an impact on Porcello.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Aroldis Chapman could be back this week, so keep that in mind. News about other teams, cares about them? James Paxton could make a start this week as he gets over pneumonia, and I don't know that they know when James Paxton's going to pitch, but would you start Paxton? Probably not. He's either going to be at Houston or at Texas, so it's not going to be an easy stadium or, or matchup, really. So if you want to avoid Paxton that that helps. Madison Bumgarner, what did he have one strikeout against the Rockies? Something like that. His last time out, Bumgarner uh was no, was at the Dodgers and he had four strike what the hell is it matter with me? Oh no, 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 I was right. He had two strikeouts, two strikeouts against the Rockies. Uh anywho, he left with an injury. He should be fine, but he's at St. Louis this week. You going to start Bumgarner? I will probably not
0: start Bumgarner because he hasn't been particularly reliable anyway.
1: Do we know if Walker Bueller or Jack Flaherty, Flaherty will be shut down this year?
0: I have not seen anything to indicate that. Um, Walker Bueller is already about 30 innings over what he threw last year. Seems like the Dodgers are willing to ride it out, though. He's He's kind of their best pitcher. I mean, I know Clayton Kershaw's... Certainly been good lately, but I think Bueller's been a little bit better.
1: Clay Buchholz is out for the season. Gregory, Gregory Polanco is out seven to nine months due to a dislocated shoulder and a torn labrum, and there goes my favorite sleeper for 2019, Gregory <laughs> Polanco. Uh, Michael Fulmer threw five pitches and gave up two home runs before leaving with knee inflammation. I hope he didn't start, Michael Fulmer. The Marlins-Phillies game on Sunday was the first game since 1900 in which no pitchers had a plate appearance. And that does not include games, obviously, with a DH. First game since 1900 in which wow. no pitchers had a plate appearance. Why? Because we are in September. The Phillies have 39 players on their roster. It's not a joke. Oh. 39. And these wow. two teams just made a ton of pitching changes. Uh Edwin Encarnacion hurt his ankle. It is not to believed to be serious. Josh Donaldson has not played back-to-back game yet uh, games yet. Can you start Donaldson in a weekly format? No. Johan Camargo expected back today. Shohei Otani hurt his ankle on Sunday, but he should be fine to play on Tuesday. Trevor Cahill will miss his next start. Jason Hayward's off the DL, uh, but he sat on Sunday. And Kyle Schwarber was supposed to be back uh, at the beginning of this week. It doesn't look like that's going to happen for Schwarber. If you need a catcher, Mitch Garber has a concussion. And Williams Ostudio, Uh, I've heard it as both Ostudio and Ostudio. I think it's Ostudio. And both he and Chris Chris Jimenez. Are gonna get more playing time, but All Studio has actually been hitting pretty well lately.
0: You want it to be a studio.
1: St- I would like for it to be Stu, Stu Studio. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But doing that just wouldn't be smart, Scott. You know, you know what's not smart? Making what? the lottery the centerpiece of your retirement plan. Don't do that, Scott White. You know what else is not smart? And this is something what? that actually has happened to me before. Letting your friends pick your karaoke song. I was on a cruise, and my stupid friend picked in La Vida Loca, and I was very mad, and I had to sing it. Um, but you yeah. know what? what is smart, Scott White, is going to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike because ZipRecruiter finds candidates for you. It scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, the right education, the right experience for your job, and then actively invites them to apply. So you're going to get qualified candidates, and you're going to get them fast. And that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. And right now, our listeners can take advantage of a great opportunity. We've got an exclusive web address for you. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, S-T-R-I-K-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Go there. Make your hire. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Bullpen. Any closers you think are worth picking up right now that might be available?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> Michael Cain's favorite player is looking more and more like the true ninth inning man for the Angels. And that, of course, is Ty Butry. Butry, But I tried to confirm the pronunciation. I hope that's true.
1: It's true. I've heard it. But I'm just
0: I'm just running with this this mic. I
1: saw you tweeting about it. Like you love this <laughs> gag. <laughs> but
0: you know what, Scott? Someone now.
1: sent us an email this morning that said thank you guys so much. I won my league and I won my league partially because of Ty Buttry, and I never would have heard of him if not for you guys. Yeah. yeah this stuff matters. Yeah. This stuff matters. Hirano, pick him up. Buttry, pick him up. Uh, Nishek and Hunter appear to be splitting saves. So, oh, Sergio Romo's back! Sergio Romo yeah. pitched one time between August 25th and this weekend. And he pitched in all three freaking games and he got two saves.
0: Uh, did you mention Hirano? I did. Yeah, they went right back known. on Friday after that blown save Wednesday. Yeah. So he's, he looks like the closer too.
1: And Jeremy Jeffers looks looks like the closer. Um, Corey Knable pitched the seventh inning on Friday. Jeffress got, got the save. But Scott still maybe has some concerns about Knable getting a save here or there. Um, maybe. And Brandon Morrow could be back this week. But he may not be used in a save situation immediately. And Morrow won't pitch on back-to-back days. So it's really a mess in that Cubs oh. bullpen.
0: They're just running out of time for him to contribute, which is, I mean, the way it is this time of year, I think every time, like, I gotta write three waiver wire columns this week, and then a fourth on Monday, and it's like, I'm just gonna keep writing about the same players, cause yeah. who's going to, how, what's going to change enough that you're going to suddenly trust them in your lineup?
1: And tomorrow, like, uh, so oh, anyway, for the Cubs, Jorge De La Rosa got the save on Friday, and then three pitchers, each got an out in the ninth inning on Saturday, and Sheck ended up getting the save. One situation to monitor, Scott: Arodis Viscaino is back. What do you think of the of the Braves?
0: I mean, I think it's Mentor. He hasn't been as reliable lately, but I don't I don't see him losing save chances unless you know he's pretty much never called to pitch three days in a row. So occasionally, someone else might get in the mix, and maybe that someone will be guy, But I think it's I think it's Mentor's job.
1: So that's uh that's the bullpen for ya. We can take a look at the most out of this. I have a feeling it's gonna be a lot of the guys we talked about if we're doing our job right. Brad Keller, Adalberto Mondesi, numbers one and two. G-Mon Choi is number three. He is fourteen percent owned. He is first base eligible, he's playing for the Rays, and he has uh you know been pretty good, been pretty good lately. Any interest in G-Mon Choi?
0: If he played every day. But he pretty much sits against every left hander the race face. And they are supposed to face three this week, I think, even though they have really good matchups. Uh, I wasn't motivated to put Joy in the top ten sleeper hitters.
1: Buyer beware, Aaron Sanchez is the fourth most added player at Baltimore home against Tampa Bay. Two star no. pitcher. I think, yeah. I think he could go all Giolito on you this week.
0: He could, he could, but I don't think it's a terrible Pick up, uh, you know, there there are probably a lot of one-star pitchers I'd use instead of two-star Sanchez, but you could Aaron do that. Aaron
1: Sanchez, because Anibal Sanchez is also two-star pitcher, who we'd Should rather be. have. Um, all right, so if you're going to pick up any of these guys on the most added list, who would they be? Aaron Sanchez, Wade Miley, Felix Pena, Eric Fetty, From Valdez, Jordan Zimmerman, Jake Odorizzi. <laughs> So Payne is
0: not making two starts. I, I mentioned at the end of last week, I think Jeff Fletcher was the Angels beat writer who said he was skeptical he would when I brought it up on Twitter. And, um, now it looks like Tyler Skaggs is going to start Tuesday, which is the Angels first game of the week, which, you know, whoever did, that would be Payne's only chance to make two starts if he started twice. So he's out. The others I would rank Miley Sanchez. Who else did you say?
1: Eric Fetty, Fromber Valdez, Jordan Zimmerman, and Jake Odorizzi.
0: Yeah, I don't even care about those guys at all. Just Miley and Sanchez would be the only – Aaron Sanchez was – though Annibal too – would be the only ones I'd look to this week.
1: Okay. And uh one other thing I wanted to mention, Scott. No, I forgot it. Oh, if you had told me that Jeff Fletcher had been playing second base regularly for the Angels, I would totally believe you. Like I just have <laughs> – that I have. There are so many players that are playing every day, and I look at the box scores every day, and I skip over them because they just don't matter. And I, sure, I, I don't know. I, I can't name
0: David I, Fletcher, by the way.
1: I had to look it up. Okay. I
0: think. I think of Darren
1: Fletcher, but
0: no, he he hasn't played in a while.
1: I'm not sure I can name two players on the Tigers at this point. I
0: sure <laughs> you could.
1: I can, but I don't know that I can name twenty. Uh, we <laughs> well, talked a lot about. Oh, dude, not. Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig has a nineteen thirty nine OPS in his last five games with five home runs and a five hundred batting average. He had a seven hundred a seven seventy five OPS in his first one hundred and nine games. Are you going to start Yasiel Puig this week?
0: Yeah, I am yeah, definitely. I don't think he's a bad start normally, but certainly after a weekend where he hit five home runs and. He had he mentioned that the coaches have been telling him have been on him they've been telling him they need to he needs to hit the ball in the air more so he's looking to, for pitches that he can hit in the air and he's having his best fly ball month after August was his worst fly ball month of the season so that's interesting that's interesting fly ball revolution has worked for a lot of players uh, Puig is obviously a physical specimen looks like I don't even know he looks he looks more athletic than a lot of football players, frankly and uh and yeah, yeah, obviously paying a bit big dividends here recently.
1: I want to look at some studs who have been duds lately and tell me if you're confident in them this week. Zach Godley, Colorado at home this week no Zach Ranky, Colorado at home yes. this week yes, uh Chris Archer, either Kansas City at home. Or Milwaukee huh. at home this week.
0: That's kind of a big difference, Yeah, I,
1: I think, look, unless they're on a six-man rotation or they add someone in, it'll be Kansas City.
0: I'm going to have to make a decision between Archer and Porcello in that same 24-team league where I have bets. And based on the information shared in this podcast, I think I'm going to go Archer over Porcello, which, you know, means a lot of standard mixed-league zoners probably have room in their lineup for Archer, too.
1: Julio Tehran against Philadelphia. Nah. Rich Hill against San Diego. No quality starts in his last four starts.
0: Yeah, but they're pretty good starts, even if they're a little short of the quality uh, threshold. And it's San Diego, so yeah, I'd start Rich Hill.
1: Kevin Gosman against either St. Louis or Philadelphia this week. Nah. All right. So let's look at today's matchups, and then we will read... A bunch of emails. Also, are, are you aware that the Mets have actually, Mets are pretty good now. They're playing well. Uh, we, you know, they're not the layup that they used to be. They, Except when
0: DeGrom starts.
1: <laughs> it's so true.
0: It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's like compare how many wins Noah Syndergaard has considering all the time he missed to how many wins DeGrom has. And it's just, it's not right.
1: I actually don't know. Uh, twelve.
0: So Cindergard has twelve wins in twenty-two starts, and he hasn't even had a very Cindergard-like season, you know. But twelve wins in twenty-two starts, and Degrom has eight and thirty starts.
1: <laughs> I was happy to see Degrom pitch well, or excuse me, Cindergard pitch well at the Red Sox. people were were nervous about that start. I hope you stuck with him. Um, we we've been saying it really seems like a babbitt issue for him. All right, here we go. Monday, right? we're up all night to Barucky at Sean Gilmartin. Blue Jays and Orioles. Barucki at the O's. Uh, not bad. I think I might do it. Are you starting both Brad Keller and Joe Musgrove? Yes. Zach Wheeler at Jake Arrieta? I would start both. Cole Stewart at Jordan Zimmerman. And then. I
0: actually think the Twins are using an opener in that game, Gabriel Moya. Uh, not that you'd start Stewart anyway. And I wouldn't start Zimmerman.
1: Uh, Eric Fetty at Trevor Richards. I would start neither. Uh,
0: Fetty's not bad. He's kind of in that Barucky range. I'd rather not, but you could do worse.
1: Miles Michaelis at Mike fulton Yeah, both. Di at Wade Miley.
0: Miley? I'll give him a shot.
1: Tyler Glass now at Adrian Sampson.
0: Only Glass now.
1: Mike Leak at Framber Valdez.
0: Ah, uh, neither. Kyle
1: Hendricks at Patrick Corbin. Corbin, yes, and Hendricks, yeah, sure. Oh, Slugfest tonight. Giants at Padres, Andrew Suarez at Brian Mitchell. <laughs>
0: Suarez isn't terrible. Suarez uh, I might like him better than both Baruchy and who was the other one I said? Uh uh Fetty. Fetty, yeah. I yep. would
1: say I like the you look at the Padres. Austin Hedges, whoever they started catcher between Hedges and Mejia, which they really are alternating every game. Not bad lately. Renfro's hitting well. Um uh, what's his name? Reyes is not right. Re- yeah, right. Yeah, Re- yeah, yeah right. He he's been alright. They're not as bad. They're not like Giants Marlins level bad. Yeah. They're, They're pretty They're bad. Good. John Gray at Hyunjin Ryu.
0: Both. Start both.
1: Let's read some emails to finish the show. Fantasy baseball at CBSI dot com. Brian from Indianapolis. Clevenger versus the Red Sox or Quintana versus the White Sox in a points league? <laughs> Clevenger. All right, Tom from Chicago. 14-team points league. Pick two out of three to start. Albies, Donaldson, Malik Smith. I would start Albies and Malik Smith. And then pick two of these pitchers. Shane Bieber against Boston. Jake Odorizzi at Detroit. Sean Newcomb against Philadelphia.
0: I know. Man. Start over uh I
1: guess the other
0: pitchers uh, beeper and Nukem.
1: I would tell you to play the waiver wire but it's a 14 team league so I don't know how much success you'd have like would you take a shot on Wei and Chen at home against Cincinnati over these guys mm. or Adam Wainwright against the Giants
0: no not that not at Wainwright <laughs> Chen might be tempting you know I I just think I'd count I'd Hope for the best beaver version of beaver and newcomb to show up.
1: From Scott, Springer or Gallo this week? Categories OBP league. Springer or Gallo?
0: Springer. It's been hot.
1: Head to head points league question from Phil. Would you bench Jose Ramirez for Willie Adamis or Malik Smith or for Willie Adamis? Um, concern that Ramirez would sit this week.
0: He will sit some. he has also been the best hitter in fantasy this year, so
1: and he just no. sat on Sunday, so maybe he won't sit that much this week um okay, here's a qu uh, no name here, but
0: and i I'm basing that total points by the way. there's few ways you could measure best hitter in fantasy,
1: but pick one for a relief pitcher spot, Willie Peralta or Joe Musgrove?
0: I would pick Musgrove.
1: Now Definitely. pick two, two starting stars. pitchers. James Paxton, Miles Michaelis, John Gray, and Joe Musgrove. Or you can put Musgrove at RP and start two.
0: Well, John Gray's making two starts, so I think he'd have and to be Michaelis. one of the two.
1: Michaelis has to be also. He's pitching today. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. Leave Paxton out.
1: Yeah. I think even if Michaelis is only making one start, which he isn't, uh, you do that. Uh,
0: And and Paxton's the sort of pitcher I never bench, but there's obviously the health question there.
1: Sure, yeah. From Bill Byron in Palm Desert, California. Ten-team head-to-head points league that counts batting average. I don't know how that works. Justin Upton, who has four home runs his last four games, and or Michael Conforto over Nelson Cruz and or Michael Brantley. So I guess he needs two out of four. Justin Upton, Michael Conforto, Nelson Cruz, he's got an illness, and Michael Mm -hmm. Brantley.
0: Two of the four in a points league. Okay, so that makes... mm, Okay, Upton for sure. I don't really like the Mets matchups this week, so no to Conforto, which means either the sick Cruz or the Brantley on the already clinched Indians. I will go.
1: Well, let me say this. If Cruz is in the lineup tonight, I'm starting Cruz. Yeah. The Indians do not play tonight. So if Cruz is not in the lineup tonight and we don't get an indication that he'll definitely be back on Tuesday, then you go with Brantley, who's very safe in the points league.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I can go with that.
1: Adam from San Diego. Dear two tired dads.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) You got that right. Confirmed. (laughs) <laughs> Two tired dads i i you know you got it worse cuz you like cuz you still got football season september so baseball is the worst season month is. for me i can take a little time off
1: maybe yeah
0: yeah yeah Be no. good.
1: but this is the this is the tough month for me uh yeah. cuz monday is my my off day but there's baseball so yeah but uh, honestly i'm more tired because of work not because i got it. my wife is just the freaking best she's been a, a real trooper and she's helped me out a lot, so um, we're I'm fine, we're good. Um, pick one of these guys: Conforto, Renfro, Loriao, Puig.
0: It got to be Puig after the weekend he had.
1: Does it? I mean, it's just just five yeah, games. It does. Come
0: on, I mean, he's, he's having a good year too. I he mean, he is only having a good runs. year
1: because of the five games. I <laughs> swear, he had a seven seventy five OPS before that.
0: Yeah. I mean good matchups for the Dodgers this week, not so good for the Mets. Uh who's the other one? Not Renfro, Louis Ren, Renfro. I mean they're fine for the for Renfro, but I think Puig's better than Renfro to begin with. So yeah. All
1: right. Let's start Puig. And it's a points league and Renfro, so such bad plate discipline. Uh one of these guys, LeClerc or Minter?
0: I would go six games for Texas, seven for Atlanta. Mentor.
1: <laughs> Doug from Astoria, pick two of three, Luis Castillo, Joey Lucchesi, two start, Wade Miley. Easy, sit Lucchesi. Yes. Right? Yep. Alright, from Hugh, uh, Shebler for seven games, Piscotti for six, Jose Abreu for six, Eddie Rosario for six. I think pick one. Just one? Yeah. It's hard, uh... hard to trust Abreu right now. Hard to trust Rosario.
0: Um. Yeah, it is. But even though they're obviously the highest-end hitters there, I'm just checking to make sure Brady's been playing regularly. And he has. I think I'd start a Brady.
1: Has he been hitting regularly, though? Well, no. From my memory, he's been really bad. In theory, he's the kind of player
0: you trust through the ups and downs. And if this was July... That would certainly be the case, so I'm going to stick to that approach.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I would also think that way, except he's coming off the DL after surgery. Yeah. So he had abdomen surgery. He's got three he, hits he in He got six three games. hits
0: in his first game back, but then, like, no hits in five games since. It's weird, right?
1: Yeah. Did he have any three extra hits base hits in his
0: first game back?
1: In that game. All thing? right.
0: All right. All right. No. All right.
1: I, first, he didn't have any extra base hits. They were three singles. I don't necessarily think, necessarily think you're wrong. Like It's tempting to start Abreu. But the only reason why I'm thinking no is because he's coming back from surgery.
0: A Bray is the rewarding option, right? If you want to play it safe, Piscotti.
1: Uh, Chris wants to know, which three outfielders are you benching in a categories league? Uh, I'm just going to make this easy and say we're benching Pollock because he's been crap. Um, so now we need to bench two of these guys, Starling Marte, Marcelo Zuna, Michael Brantley, Steven Piscotty, Mitch Haniger, and Nick Marcakis. We are also benching Nick Marcakis because he's been crap. Mm-hmm. Starling Marte, Ozuna, Brantley, Piscotty, Hanegar, sit one. Did
0: you hear the kid's toy in the background? No, I didn't. Okay, good. That's good. Now that I've uh, pulled back the curtain. Okay, so uh, no, we are starting four of them, right? Okay, sit we're one. starting Marcakis.
1: No, we're not Where's starting that- Marcakus. He's no in a head-to-head yes. categories league. We are sitting yes. Marcakus. No, I'm starting Marcakus. He's the, the North Pole right now. He's so cold, right? I think
0: he's not that cold.
1: He has seven games in the North Pole, Scott. Uh, North all right, Pole. he's actually snapping out of it a little bit with two, three, three, two hit games in his last six games. But this is a categories league. He's not even good I at understand. categories leagues.
0: Well, he's one mean, steal he in fourteen home runs. He drives in a lot of runs.
1: All right, so who are you? St- who? Okay, we're sitting. Can we at okay. least agree on Pollock?
0: We're sitting Pollock. I think we're sitting Brantley. Uh, but I was picking the four to start. Okay, so we're starting Marquez, Marte, Haniger, and Piscotti
1: I like Ozuna the way he's been hitting right now over Marquez. You
0: could, you could do Ozuna instead of Piscotti I think
1: or Marquez, <laughs> but right.
0: Piscotti has the better matchups.
1: Yeah Uh fine Last one Jack in LA Anibal Sanchez or Aaron Sanchez Anibal Okay And that's it Good luck I'm a little more
0: I'm a little more confident in, No you know what That's not true Anibal Sorry Sorry to mess up your outro Because they're usually so good
1: Yeah they're so great That was the best This is the best one we've done all year For Scott White I'm Adam <laughs> We'll talk to you Wednesday everybody Let's win some titles